Coming to you live from outside of the 606. Yeah. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, we'll do five questions that Scott Merkin asked. Um, we're probably going to do a better job answering them than he did. Of course. <laughs> we're the pros here. We got all the insight here on the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Did I read his answers? No. Don't need to doesn't matter we have our own opinions <laughs> anyway hope you guys are ready for this just as we're ready for a hopeful baseball season and all of this brought to you by dbc brand hey we, we were on point there but go ahead well the reason why we're on point is because we're actually in the same room for the first time and we are this is our first non-remote in-person podcast in. since the beginning of march yeah Oh shit! That, Isn't that, that wild? Think about that makes it really sad. Thank <laughs> you for bringing that up. It is, but welcome to my abode, my humble abode, humble abode in Elmwood Forest. No, Elmwood Forest, <laughs> Forest Park. <laughs> <laughs> half a beer. Tom's already feeling it, folks. Oh man, Maybe half a beer. Three, that was, three a quarters. Beer. Three quarters. Three quarters of beer. Three quarters. Three quarters of beer. Wow. Well, as Tom sips. Just to give you a little introduction of what we're doing today, um, we have hopes for the baseball season, um, but we're not going to be diving into what the MLB is doing and what they're not doing. And yeah, what. We, that's what you can read up on your on your own time. And we're not experts enough to do it anyway, so we, we couldn't bring <laughs> you facts. educated enough uh, answers about it. So yeah, just just look that Seriously. up. Look that up on your own, and we'll we'll do our best to just speculate at what it would look like if baseball were to be played at the projected so we, sixty games. We are going to talk as if there is a sixty-game major league baseball season that's going to start in like three and a half weeks Tom mind you that's what they said was going to happen right so it's on them if they are going to follow through on that or not fuck you Rob Manfred fuck you man (laughs) fuck you man but here's the thing player safety first indeed I will agree with that I mean there are players that are opting out because of uh because of their reasons they're right to do so Ryan Desmond uh, well, Ian Desmond's another case. I mean, literally, I could go on a Minoso minute on Ian Desmond. We could. Because that was an incredible... By the way, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't read Ian Desmond's statement about why he is not playing this year, go do it now. Pause the podcast. End it. Don't care. Just take your time to go read that. Yeah. Um, literally, you could like exit out of this podcast and go do that. Um, it <laughs> gives a bigger insight into baseball's bigger problems and the availability yeah. of baseball and the accessibility of yeah. baseball. Yeah. Um so with that being said though, like Joe Ross and Ryan Zimmerman have both opted out for health reasons. Yeah. And then uh, you've got like so a million guys who are not playing because they have it. Not and then well yeah, there's a player in the Padres organization that just announced he has he Leak? tested positive. Was that Mike Leak? I think Mike Leak might have not Mike Leak. There was another one that just did this morning, I think. Uh, but there, Mike Leak, I think, may have. I'm not sure what Mike Leak's situation is, but he was one of the four major ones already that is yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's hop into these Merkin questions, though, Tom, because we have hopes of baseball, and I let's talk baseball because I think everybody's starting to get back into the baseball mindset. Yeah, that's, which is and that's just great. it. It's just like, can we just pretend for 30 seconds that it's going to be normal and it's going to be, well, 
as normal as it can be, and then that's what we're going to do for you guys is that five <laughs> questions as if it was going to be a regular MLB season. Right. And it, but obviously it's not a regular MLB season. It's 60-game season that's been put on the table. And I think people are really excited for this. I think players, for the most part, are excited for this too. Yeah, I mean, we, we getting Andrew Perez's... Andrew Perez's... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough right there. Andrew Perez's uh, insight. insight on what he's feeling is... Uh, that was really nice to know that, like... Hey, they're just amped for baseball. Because when it comes down to it, why do they play baseball? Because they like baseball. Most of them. Right. So let's get it going. For sure. So first question is, does the contention window for the Sox, does it open officially? Yeah. Rebuild's over. The rebuild rebuild is over. I mean, here's the thing. I've said it, but I didn't really mean it. No, I'm, I'm... Honestly serious about this. The fact that you went out and you signed Yasmani Grandal. The fact that you went out and you signed... I mean, well, Yasmani Grandal isn't the big stretch. But the Dallas Keuchel signing. The Edwin Encarnacion signing. The Gio Gonzalez cons- uh, signing. Those are prime examples of a rebuild being over. Because you're signing veterans yeah. to try and make some sort of push. Whether that's a uh, division title. Whether that's a wild card whatever that is and now an extended playoffs is a part of this 60 uh 60 game plan too according right. to the MLB. Right. So the White Sox are in a sick anything can happen in a 60 game schedule. So right. is the rebuild o- I mean there are pieces of the rebuild yet to rebuild or that that are yet to develop. You've got Luis Robert. You have Robert. Roll that R baby. Um you've got Andrew Vaughn, you've got Nick Madrigal. These are guys that you still have, you know, questions about, you know, even Michael Kopech. But thinking about these guys, right, these are guys that are pieces of the future and you're not going, you're not still rebuilding. Like, these are the guys that you're banking on, in a sense, you know? Yeah, I want to say I'm 100% on board as well, saying that the contention winners officially, this is the thing. That caveat, is it officially, the contention window officially open? I don't want to say officially, but unofficially, officially it's open. Like, this is the coming out party of like, all right, the new socks are here. But are we going to be here, here, like making waves? Or are we just going to be here in terms of like, oh, they're going to be good for a while? Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I'm trying to say... Are they going to be good enough to beat the Twins? I don't necessarily think that, even though. I mean, let me give you an example right now. Uh, I mean, just because your team is not the best team in the division doesn't mean that the contention window isn't open, you know? Like, are the New York Mets the best team in their division right now? No. But is their contention window open right now? No. Honestly? I don't believe in the net. I don't believe in the Mets. I don't think they're a good organization. I don't think they have a good amount of talent. Well, let's be real too. They've gone out and they've for their extended uh, for their extended roster. They've signed <laughs> Ryan Cordell, <laughs> Melky Cabrera, <laughs> and Gordon and okay. Gordon Beckham. No, hold on. One of those signings is a good sign. This is truly 
the best one is obviously Gordon Beckham. Melky Cabrera. Wait. He's a legend. He's like 45. Yeah. And on top of this, though, Doubles. this is truly a case of how the Mets are. Or we have a legion with the Mets, and this is the Sons of Uribe. Yes. The Sons <laughs> of Uribe. It's true. It's true. The Sons of Uribe is a real bond that we share. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, okay, so I see what you're saying, though, in terms of, like, they could make a playoff push. And we, at, in the same breath, we could make a playoff push. So the contention window is open. The rebuild is over. But is it official? The rebuild is, it official? is like, over. Is it out of the realm of possibility that we have a flop season. When I think of rebuilds, no, it, it's not. It's not out and of the realm of possibility. And that's what I'm trying to say. It, that's what I'm trying to There is still a possibility that there's a flop season on, on our For sure. docket. But let me put this in into perspective for you. Rebuild means you're taking pieces and you're trading them away for prospects, Correct. right? Do the White Sox have pieces that they would trade away for prospects right here, right now? Gio Gonzalez? No. If, if the no, season goes poorly, not, nobody's going to want Gio Gonzalez. Especially if he has innings on his arm already. The, the only, Mets. The only, the only piece <laughs> that people may think is a tradable piece that isn't a prospect right now in the White Sox organization Edwin. is... Edwin. Edwin. Maybe Edwin. I was going to say James McCann if a team needs oh, a backup yeah, catcher. Yeah, yeah. If a team needs a backup catcher. That's fair. So, okay. But point being, okay, so I, I do... It. Though. I argued with you for argument's sake, but I agree with you that the rebuild is over, but I don't necessarily buy into the contention window being officially open, which is contrary to what I usually say because, you know, 99 wins are bust. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it's realistic to, th- to keep in the back of your mind that a flop season, a flop season is possible. Maybe it's the fact that baseball is coming back, but I'm all on board. I'm on the let's fucking go train. Like, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to ride or die with this team, whether it's a five-man rotation, six-man rotation, whether it's Edwin and Carnacion hitting a shit ton of bombs, or whether it's him being a complete waste of of contract money. In which case, Eloy Jimenez will hit all the bombs for us. Exactly. I'm ready to ride or die with this team. I'm ready uh, to go to war with this, especially with this 44-man roster, uh, and seeing yeah. Tyler Johnson, our first Let's fucking go, our first minor league, our first player interview, yeah. I should say, yeah, um, being on that 44-man roster. So, all that being said, congrats to Tyler Johnson, and he deserves it. He's a good fucking player, so and a great dude. Yeah, hands down, hands so, down. That being said, Tom, should we move to our Next yeah, question. okay, so what's the next question? So the, the window, uh, final answer, it's open. Okay. Uh, question two. Uh, how creative will the White Sox be with the starting rotation? It's funny, we just mentioned this, right? Yeah, you were just saying and it. We were just talking about this. So I guess like what that question is really asking without asking it is five or six men. Six. Really? It's six until Gio Gonzalez's arm falls off, and then it's five. Or... Or it's six until it's a four-man rotation when Gio Gonzalez's arm falls off and Rodon's arm falls off. Right, and then exactly. it's a three-man rotation when Kopech's arm falls and off. And is he fully healthy? Is he ready? He's not going to be ready to rock and roll. Rodon? I highly doubt he's been working out. Hold on. Rodon? This guy plays more video games than Giolito. <laughs> but, but 
he's also hunting. So yeah, exactly. Literally though, this man spends the best, no time. The baseball. best thing for him is not working hard though, because he's got a that that arm, you know, that tendon. I, I, I don't, said I July. Don't. <laughs> July is right around the corner. <laughs> well, he he better hit the cage, I guess. So I, you know what? He's right now, gonna, it's, right now it's six, and it's going it's going to feature Michael Kopech. At least I pray. You um, know, Lowe's the thing chest though. hair will win the fucking division for us, <laughs> and you're just gonna have to, <laughs> of course, thank me. I know he's for always being. You, he's the ace that you, we always needed you, and had. You we just and, didn't know it. You and apparently unprotected socks. Yeah, who believe that Carlos Rodon is hashtag the my future. Ace. My ace. He's um, my ace. N- absolutely not. I got a bobblehead. Y'all high. I got a bobblehead to prove I it. I think you're hacking his account. To tweet <laughs> hashtag my ace anytime Carlos Rodon says something, He's or Ashley Rodon says something, dude, I I like, I'm all aboard. Like, and and I think I I think you're right though. When you when we get down to the nuts and bolts of it, the question is six or five man rotation, and the answer is six man, because you want to give Ronaldo Lopez a full shot at like really putting it together. You want to give Kopech a full shot at being a guy. You want to give Cease a full shot at being, you know, the man. For sure. There's three already. I think at least you start with six and you figure out who's the odd man out. Yeah. And then you put them in the bullpen. And Probably. You know, one of the things that uh, Herb Lawrence is talking about, Ronaldo Lopez to the bullpen, which we've been talking about for you a while. Especially. Dude, his fastball is electric. His fastball is electric. He just doesn't really have a true second pitch. And that's fine if you're a closer or a setup man or whatever. Like, just it's not touching you, three digits though. He's gotta. But at it's least the develop movement. Good, it's the he's movement. He's gotta develop an excellent second pitch. I and that's fine. I, and like, he's been working on a slider for God knows how long. And you know, hey, maybe he he got it in the off season here because it was an extended off season. But who knows? Who knows? Point being, as of right now, unless if he just starts, like, mowing people down right away, he's the person that I see right away being the odd, the first odd man out. Well, well, let's put it to this. Let's think about this for a second, though, because we've got, if we were to build the rotation right now, it would be our guys, Giolito and Keiko at the top, mm-hmm. and then... Four question marks, really. You know, you've got Gio Gonzalez. A lot of guys that you're very uncertain about, for sure. Ronaldo I mean, I'm Lopez. uncertain about Keiko, too, but... Well, it's really five question marks, because it's Ronaldo Lopez, Dylan Cease, Gio Gonzalez, Michael Kopech, and, if healthy, Carlos Rodon. has his arm warmed up, Carlos Rodon. His arm will be golden, because it's always been golden. So Of course. Th- and that's the thing, so... <laughs> uh, you, who are you going to kick out? Well, right now, Rodon's not in the mix. I wouldn't project Rodon in the mix. Why? I don't think he's been throwing at all. I mean, you Tom. don't see, this is the thing. You can say that, but you don't know that. You haven't seen him throwing. So, like, some of these guys post about how, how much throwing they're doing, but, like, you don't know somebody's doing their offseason work. Like, every guy is different, too. How much off-season work do you think Bartolo Colon did realistically? Frank, and I he was a don't good big league pitcher. I just don't think that to start Col- Carlos Rodon is going to make that six-man rotation. 
I think it's the aforementioned guys. Um, now you're saying, when we're talking you're about saying to me now when that, we're talking about those six too. Okay, sorry, go ahead. You're I'm saying, saying to, to me that, that Reynaldo Lopez is a sh- more sure fit than Re- than Carlos Rodon. I've had this conversation with you on multiple occasions. Remember how we were so quick to write off Giolito yes. and say, "Oh God, let's hope he can salvage his career." Yeah. And being like, oh, Reynaldo Lopez is going to be the two of the future. Right? Yeah. Right? That's what we were saying, uh, I don't know, 15 months ago. Yeah. Right? The the game has totally changed. Right? The conversation has totally changed. 100%. I'm not yet ready to write off Reynaldo Lopez um, as a starter. Um, Like I said, he's got got to develop a second pitch so badly. Like a strong second pitch with those other secondary pitches. But – with that being said, too, if I were to write off one of the six already as a non-starter, I think because of his youth and because of his control issues, Dylan Cease might be the first one to see bullpen time out of those six guys Yeah, that were mentioned outside of Rodon. And that makes the most sense to me, is that Cease would be the first guy to drop off of the six-man rotation. Remember, Sale started in the bullpen. Burley started in the bullpen. So and those are the two goats. So in White Sox history, <laughs> I guess so, right? Uh okay. But I I still don't see it necessarily it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they decide to go about it. And I think it like you had more leeway when you were having a 162 game season you were like oh we have all this time to figure out who's performing who's not so a long season for a reason and this just in we have MILB season canceled right. we saw that cancel you can't send somebody down to AAA right but the extended rosters are there for a reason like these yeah. rosters are going to be but extended. the point the point of ex- the point of somebody sending somebody down to AAA is that you're still pitching regularly right getting that that though they the don't zane, that's the one that's downside not an option anymore that is the one downside about the white Sox organization too in regard to their minor league system is all of the camps are in East north Coast. carolina and then one in birmingham so you've got all those teams that are way too far away for them to be like extended like spring training like yeah in that sort like in the region um so, yeah, I mean, just hoping that if with these extended rosters, the guys who do make it, hopefully they're getting the workouts that they need or, you know, the the push that they need to get better, you know, competition even. Yeah, it's and that's that's my main worry, I think, is now that we know that it's like, well, you don't have an option to send somebody down to to get consistent work and say, all right, at least he's getting consistent work and he's like, so like the young arms specifically. So if Joe Gonzalez is healthy and Rodon is healthy and performing, let's just say Rodon's healthy and performing like I think he's going to. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> it's so laughable. <laughs> let's say that though. And then we have... Uh, hypothetically, there's four man rotation, a strong ish four man rotation right there. 
you're going to need more than four. I I know. I know it's I a know, short season. But then you have one spot. Hypothetically, you have one spot for Kopech, Lopez, Cease. What are you going to do? Whoever's performing best at that point. That's a great problem to have. Yeah, it's it is. It's a great problem to have. So, and I hope that's the problem that we have. So, And this is actually the next question anyway. The next question is who emerges in the young arm race? Michael fucking Kopech. <laughs> Enough said. Um, as somebody who has gotten to see him pitch on a couple different occasions in person, um, just mowing down major league arms as a super young prospect – up at the yeah. end of the season yeah. with I know they seemed they were low leverage games but they didn't seem like low re- leverage games when you walked into the ballpark those crowds were electric well Michael Kopech's first game that's the most electric I've seen the fucking ballpark since Mark Burley's number was retired <sighs> yeah okay like well more importantly crazy. it's it's not you know it's not a low leverage game to Kopech. Right, exactly. And He's a establishing lot of, like, himself. It's a low-leverage game for the ball clubs themselves, but a lot of those guys that were out there were trying to make a name on both sides of the ball. You know, because it's like, this is when this se- the fucking rosters are expanded. You have people trying to make a name for themselves, trying to make... That trying is to true. You're in, you're you in know, September. the teams aren't doing shit, and yeah. it doesn't matter win or loss necessarily for the team... But it matters that for these players yeah. to make a name. So Kopech's stuff, in my opinion, Kopech, because his stuff is just way too good. Um, he's fucking firearm. He's ready to compete. He's ready to go. He's he went and solved. found himself in the wilderness. I was going to say, he became wilderness Kopech and came back a better man. <laughs> um, and honestly, like I, especially after talking to Andrew Perez last week about all of this, you can't measure the mental health of players in baseball, but Michael Kopech has definitely taken time to figure out his mental health. Yeah. And I think that's going to make him a vi- much stronger baseball player moving forward. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I th- you've just said it perfectly. I mean, you've, you've got your, there's a litany of really talented players who go off the deep end and never come back. Mm-hmm. So, I it's it's likely that he's not going to be in that camp. I mean, this is speculation at speculation's best, mm-hmm. right? We don't know, but you you look at him and he's like he's you know uh, an advocate for seeking mental health uh, assistance, assist- or, you, you know, know whatever it is, you know, seeking you know. help for when you have issues. He's an advocate for that now because he's been there. And you know he's a, he's a married man. He's you know kind of settled in in that sense. So you'd think you mm-hmm. would think that he's kind of gonna be a safer bet, right? And he's also from a physical standpoint too. He's not out there. He will go out there. He's and he will yoked. Throw. He is yoked. <laughs> he will not try and go out there and throw triple digits anymore every no. single pitch. Yeah, um, which, which is gonna save him in as the long a run. starter, especially. That's that's yeah. huge for him. Yeah. I, Jimmy was Cordero, still, Jimmy biceps. Go ahead. You if, you go ahead. If Kopech was pumping innings out of the bullpen, I'd say maybe. But you know, if he's gonna be going five, six, maybe seven innings. Five innings. I mean, come on. If he's gonna bring his A game stuff for six innings, I'm okay with that. If we've got a strong yeah, but bullpen you said behind five. Him. It sometimes outings get cut short if the pitch count is high, and that's yeah. that's the thing too with young pitchers. So, um, 
I would say if we're if we're talking three arms specifically, Kopek, Raylo, and Cease, who's gonna win that arms race? I'm siding with I I wanna say Ronaldo Lopez, but I think I'm also siding with Kopek. I think there's and I think Cease is the first one that I'm like I believe in you, but you're out right now. Sorry, homie. I'll be 100% honest with you. I think by the end of the season, at the end of a 60-game season, or when the playoffs come, mm-hmm. well, if it's a five-man rotation in the playoffs, which is unlikely, but by the end of that season, by the end of that 60-game season, I can see all three of those guys being in the rotation because I'm worried about Gio Gonzalez's health, and I'm so unsure about Carlos Rodon. I am certain that Carlos Rodon will be the ace, and we should move on to the next question uh, before I throw <laughs> a mic at you. Well, um, all that, oh, okay. So we, we both kind of agree that Kopech's the guy um, and he's the goods. Not that Ronaldo Lopez is done and we don't believe in him anymore, but he's, he's of the three guys that we mentioned, he's the one that we think is most likely to succeed as a starter. Now, quick thing before we go on to the next one. They talked a lot about on uh, Baseball Tonight podcast about how folks are going to be just limiting innings like crazy because why not? You know, like yeah. throw every asset you have. Extended you rosters, shortened season, push to the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, Absolutely. so just, just literally like why don't you use your starter for three innings and then use every advantage you can out of your bullpen from there. There's no reason not to. Right. You're not going to, like, punish yourself in September because that's not, like, a – that's not something you're thinking about anymore is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about in terms of, you know, hey, there's not a really bad reason to do a six-man not rotation. That you're shortening these guys up and then just making it, like, just use everybody you can. And you keep your big arms healthy for the playoffs if if you're making that push. And on the flip side, though, you could also say, like, if you're the Nationals, for instance, and you just have, like, three really fucking good arms, and you say, fuck it, like, complete games every day. For sure. You know, it's also, that's that's another thing that you could say. Rays. Yankees when they're healthy. Right. Uh, you could just say that, honestly, the Rays in you, a shortened season, I think, are... even. Look out. <laughs> so, Steve, what's up, Tom? Do you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? Might. Um, <laughs> do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Social media? <laughs> and do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? Oh, of course. <laughs> well, if you answered yes to any of these, who, who should I be telling you to get in touch with? Tom... I think you're about to tell me that I should get in touch with our friends over at DBC Brand. Mm. DBC Brand, with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. 
Wow. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by, by creatives. Just. Um, okay, so next question. Can Luis Robert lead the young crew of position players? First, I want to say that, that our role was very impressive <laughs> as somebody who speaks like no Spanish <laughs> whatsoever. I speak cocina Spanish cocina. out of necessity. Cocina Espanol is necessary for my Co- oh, kitchen Spanish. <laughs> it's necessary. I'm dead. That's so funny as a Lou Malnati's manager that you just literally just said cocina Spanish. <laughs> it's needed, bro. It's it's real too. That's yeah. Yo necesito español para mi trabajar. Anyway, um, that wasn't actually proper Spanish. Don't no, don't. It's, a okay. off there. it's understandable. I'll let, I'll let, I'll and let, again, I let Socks Barber rag on you for that one later. <laughs> I just need to make sure. Yeah, I can gring, boy over enough. here. <laughs> anyway, you know, I so do my best. So will he I really be able do. to lead the core of young position? Young, okay, so this is the question again. Can Luis Robert lead the next young crew of position players? And I emphasize lead because that's like, can he be the best player out of them is another question. And that's more, I'm I more likely to say yes to can he be the best player out of them, yeah. but can he lead them? Number one, I don't like this question because it's not his job to lead. Sure. As a 22, 21, 22-year-old rookie yeah. coming into his first Major League Baseball season yeah. in this kind of condition. It's not his job to lead um, in the future. Yeah, what the hell, maybe? Scott Merkin? This is a horrible question. Um, in the future, maybe. He doesn't listen to this anyway. I also, <laughs> true. <laughs> I also think that I, when I think of young leaders on the ball club, I mean, I think of more of Tim Anderson and Yon Mankata. Yeah. When it comes to position players. 100%. Um, and they're locked up. So, right. I, I'm 100% in agreement well, with you. Tim through 2022. But, yeah. Re- but even still, like, that's a few years. And right. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, so if they're gonna, if there's people who are going to be your leaders, you don't look at Luis Robert. You, you say to yourself, okay, we've got, you know, we've got our guys locked up that we know are the leaders so, of the ball club already. All that being said, I um, – So if you're thinking about – this is more of a question you're thinking of maybe 2026. Yeah. I like, mean, is he going to be the leader that season? Too, what, was the, what was the other part of that question that you wanted to ask me? It was – So it's it, – can he lead – the next crew of young position players, we both are saying kind of no to that because it's not his. It's not his job to do so. But can he be the best player of the? Young I think position he players? has the five tools to absolutely be the best all-around position player. Um, so he could be our version of Mike Trout, is what you're ooh, saying. He'll never have the. And bat. that's why he'll never I said have the our version. He'll never have the offensive production of that level. I here's the thing with you said five tools. Luis. Five tool player doesn't necessarily mean that you're hitting like Mike Trout, though. It means you're hitting like average like, and power. Is part those are two of the five tools. Not leading the league in them. <laughs> now, <laughs> I I all as an all around player, he has the potential to be that kind of player. But I will also say, and he wanted shout out on this the first time I said it, so I'll give him props now. To Ryan Ferrucci <laughs> at Ryan GF10 on Twitter, um, he said that he 
pointed out something to me that Luis Robert's Robert. numbers in AAA are very similar to Lewis Brinson with uh, yeah. Miami Marlins. Or, yeah. pardon me, for Miami Marlins, yeah. Um, I always mix the names <laughs> up. Pardon Miami me. Marlins. Florida Marlins. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was 2006. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they changed before that, too. Yeah. Anyway. No, they probably did. Um, he has his numbers are very similar to Lewis Brinson. And Brinson, is and Brinson and Brinson was awful um, this past year. So I like to stick with the players that have proven something on the major league level already before saying, oh, this guy's going to be a leader. Oh, this guy's going to lead the team in this or that or that or this. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, once again, I, I think defensively he is going to be an absolute monster. He yeah. has incredible speed, a great arm. Um, and it's more it's I feel like it's a safer bet to say that defensively you're gonna be good. Like it's easier to scout that. Yeah, exactly. It's easier like, to scout that. He can catch the ball no matter where it is. He's got the range, he's got the mobility, he can do it. Versus bat to ball skills. I the, just hitting in general is uh it's just harder. It changes a lot more between the levels. Exactly. That's something that you have to the, think yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Like a yes, hard hit get, ball. Yes, balls. Well, balls do get hit harder in major league level on 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 a regular basis. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it's a it's lot easier to scout that outfield defense on a minor league level than it is to try to think, oh, how is this player going to progress from, you know, double A to triple A and to the major league level? May disagree and say that it's harder to, you know, pinpoint what like what are the metrics that you're using for outfield and or fielding in general and metrics for fielding in general don't make fucking sense to me anyway but like see ball catch ball and he can fucking do that so it, it's his physicality that's the thing he's strong arm god crazy speed adonis you know like seriously he's something else okay so that i guess that answers that question and then this is the last one how big of a difference will the veterans make and we're talking oh the, he even added nomar mazara as a veteran which is like i don't I mean, I, as far as years played in the majors, kind yes, of? he has major league experience, but he is only twenty five. Now he might be twenty six. I thought he was twenty four. Then he turned twenty five. Exactly. So I, I don't think he's right. turning twenty six till next year. We fact check me all you want. I don't give a shit. I think he's twenty five. Um, point being, like, the, the main the main ones that we're talking about are Yasmani, Edwin, Keiko. Cshek, who I keep forgetting about. Yep, he is a veteran. Um, and Gonzalez. So I mean, that's you're thinking about it, and you're saying, okay, how much, how big of a difference will those names make? The nice thing is, when you named off every single one of those players, I thought, wow, they all do different things. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the yeah. way the White Sox lineup stacks up, is you have a veteran in Keiko in starting rotation. You have a veteran in C-Sheck in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. You have a veteran in Mazzara out in the field. You have a veteran in Edwin who has hit over 400 Just home runs. Just fucking dongs. Yes, he's hit over 400 career home runs in his career. <laughs> career home runs in his career. He hit the 400. Beer. The man the hits home runs is what is he's trying to say. Killing me. <laughs> Shout out to Stormcloud Brewing out in Frankfurt, Michigan. For providing this growler. Good luck, everybody getting out there. It's in the boonies, like everything that Steve so, likes. Excellent beer, though. Now, <laughs> I, that's the thing about Hold that. Wait, 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 side check, side check. I need to put you on blast for like a quarter second. You know, I you 
and your father didn't like it too much when I said you lived in a cul-de-sac in a cornfield. I get it. Like, I that's fine. I'm sorry. You're but rolling in a divert right here, I, right now. Yes, right now. Okay. I hate you for this. I am going camping. I'm putting my mic down. Recently. Or er, recently. I'm going camping in the near future to Rock Cut State Park. Seems like it's going to be a good trip. I'm excited about it. I ask Steve, like, oh, you know what? I actually think this is in, like, the Rockford adjacent area or whatever. Uh, where Did you know about it growing up? Like, where have you been there? Just trying to get some insight. He says to me, oh, that's 10 minutes from my house. Not even. Look, I'm going camping tent in the woods, in the wilderness, 10 minutes from where you grew up. Yet you tell me on a consistent basement basis you do not live in the boonies remember you live in the boonies i'll point this out to you too it takes like 10 minutes to go two miles in park ridge it takes like 10 minutes to go almost 10 miles out the boonies you you do boonies quote unquote i'm so done with the boonies i'm so fucking done with this Back to your original question, please. Can we talk about baseball? I'm sorry. I just, I had Baseball to. doesn't differentiate I between the to. boonies and the boonies, homie. And, and, you know, you city, city folk. Okay. Here, I guess. Point being, Suburbia. I'm camping you should where be you more grew ang- up. You should be I'm more camping. angsty. I'm going camping where you grew, grew up. in suburbia. I'm fine. Ugh. I'm still angsty. You know this. Punk rock till it dies. Please. Which it will never die <laughs> until I die. All right. So how big of a difference will the question, veterans make? I think they will make a difference. They're so spread out um, in regard to their positions. And I think they bring a wealth of knowledge of the game that the young players can capitalize, especially on in the future. I have a better question then. Who of the veterans that I made that I named, and let's not talk about Mazzara because I really don't think he's a veteran. Who's gonna make the biggest difference? <sighs> this one's actually kind of tough. So um, here's the thing: I, I'll when re- I think of ahead. when I think of language barrier, when I think of years played in the league, when I think of success, I think Edwin Encarnacion. And I think because this team is so built on offense right now instead yeah. of pitching, um, and personally, I really don't, outside of a flash-in-the-pan year, I really don't think Dallas Keuchel has been that great of a pitcher in the MLB. Um, okay. I think Edwin Encarnacion, um, although he may not perform to the level that we were hoping for him this year, I, I can see that happening. Um with that being said, I think he's going to bring a a wealth of wisdom and experience to a lot of young bats like yeah. Moncada and Eloy mm. and even Tim. So you're saying intangibles, intangibles he's going to be... Especially with power hitting. Yeah. This, this team is built right now on, on a lot of power hitting. It's I, built on the back of, of guys that can hit the long ball. Yeah, and I think they can benefit be- greatly off of a guy who's hit 400 and something career home runs. My fear is that we're gonna have two guys anchoring the lineup who very much have had a 162 game approach to their career. So you're thinking of Brayu and Edwin, who like I just y- you know they go through cold patches, mm-hmm. but. Like yeah, especially like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like they go through cold stretches where they're just like average at best, but then they go through hot stretches where they're <laughs> yes, the fucking sir. man. 
So They've like been fucking miserable in their cold yeah. stretches, especially yeah. for you. And oh, so shit. this is my fear with the shortened season is that you're like, uh, yo, we only have 60 games to get this in. Like you're going to be able to turn it on like you do in like midseason or like halfway or like two thirds of the way through the season like you do every year. Abreu. I mean, it is his month like July, I feel like has been or was it? Yeah, July he heats he's up. always yeah he he always heats he always seems to heat up in like late July. Yep, I don't know whatever whatever that is. Yep, but point is like you know it's when there's nothing left on the line for the season <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Uh, so I have I have my reservations there with uh, Edwin and Carnosano as well. What I think, I just thought of this, and I don't know if this is come gonna come true or not, and it's mostly a hot take for hot take's sake, but I think Steve Ciszek is gonna be the biggest difference maker, and I didn't think so at the beginning of the season. You're looking at me like I'm a fucking maniac. No, I'm listening. I'm very <laughs> intrigued. Because I'm very intrigued. I mean, his his main claim to fame is that he's got a rubber arm, right? Like he's he's talented and he and he just can pitch innings. But he was so overworked the last couple of years, you were like, ah, mm-hmm. I don't know how he's going to do in a Sox uniform because like, the last two Especially years, under his innings are like crazy. Mm-hmm. But he just got, you know, an extra three months of rest that nobody expected. He's a great pitcher out of the bullpen. And he's got the extra rest now. I'm talking from a Why leadership standpoint. Though, uh, oh, you're talking a, from a leadership standpoint. No, this is right. – this is, I'm not talking about from a statistical this standpoint. This question is saying who's going to make the biggest difference. And you can talk about intangibles or not intangibles. Yeah. I was actually – so I was answering this question from a hot take Tommy standpoint, kind of. From a non-statistical <laughs> standpoint with Edwin. Yes, yes. Um, now, statistic standpoint, I uh, – I mean, statistical standpoint, I think Yasmani Grandal is going to make the biggest difference. Is he on that list? He's on the list. I mean, he counts as a... Statistically, he's going to make the biggest, you know... If you're talking statistically, though, you had a strong catcher position last year, so you're just going to... Hey, fuck you. You know, like, uh, okay, start beginning of the season. Let's take first first half half of the season. Fine, fine. First half of the season. Well, it's just, you had a strong, like, as far as, even if you take it in the division, then... We had a stronger catcher position in the division than most of the other pl- teams. That is... Yes or no, Steve? For the first half of the season, yes. But then you look at Babip, and it was definitely bound <laughs> to bite us in the okay, ass. Okay, you're talking like Babip. almost a 400 Babip. You're talking Babip. Babip gods are on the Sox side. We know this. With guys like... You know, on Mankata and maybe TA, it makes a little bit of sense. They will have this career bats that are thing. above 300 because they hit the ball hard. This is James the McCann really does not hit the ball hard unless it's hit out of the park. So here's the thing, though. You're talking 2019, the Babbitt gods were on our side. Is that going to flip back, or is it just a nature of our team? Like, what? what it is depends that a phenomenon? It depends on the player. Here's the thing. Will Tim Anderson and Yohan Mankata have... Almost 400. I think they were just under 400 BABIPs for the year. Will they have again? again? In a short season, maybe. In 162 games, absolutely not. You don't know that, though. You don't know that. It's just not sustainable. It's just not possible. Not sustainable into your 30s and 40s and whatever, sure. But in your 20s, why the fuck not? 
If you're fast, no, no, no. You're, if you're no, hitting the ball like a fucking well, can, being fast has nothing to do with. Yes, Babbitt, it does. Tom. Yes, it does. Batting average on balls in play. You hit a ball into play and you're fucking legging it out. You're much more likely to rush a throw has from a shortstop. Who it has, has more it in to the do fucking with luck. It has more to do with luck and where you hit the ball. Do it does, but there is a portion of that that has to do and with Yon, speed. And for real though, Yohan Mankata, Mankata legging out infield singles these days. Yeah, uh, it's not happening, uh, right? Yeah. Tim, sure. Yoan, no. James you, McCann, absolutely not. <laughs> but the, I, you, what you're really thinking of is more the the hard hit ball to the shortstop or to you know the um, outfield grass where they they have the shift on. Like, can you beat it out, or can you can you rush a throw, or can you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I get it, and that's where the speed it. comes in. And I'm saying like 400 BABIP is probably not likely, but a high BABIP is possible to be sustainable. These guys, like I said, in your these 20s. guys will have higher than 300 career BABIPs. Yes, for their career, most likely, like Yoan and Tim, because they hit the ball hard as shit. Although now but, you don't have Steverson saying, but, but, once again, for basically at 400. It's just not sustainable. So, but like I said, when we're talking back to our original question with veteran impact, veteran you think impact. about statistically, both offensively and statistically thinking. <laughs> when we're talking about stats, when it comes to offense and defensive metrics, yes, Monty Grandal. I don't know. I still think low key C Shack is gonna be making waves. Tom out here thinking that Steve she's C Shack gonna be like a five I war player <laughs> in a sixty war. game seven season war. as a reliever. Yeah, dude. And I, war is a terrible statistic I, to so uh, measure relievers on. So Well, it's also a terrible statistic this season. It doesn't make sense. No, it'll get remeasured. But it'll have to. It won't be over one sixty two. Yeah, okay. So. But point being like, you know, you think of your classic like you know, you're what I don't know, five war player that's really good or whatever. Like, five war this season would be. I think it'll be measured over. Win, it'll be measured over in a the sixty game season. Is this is what I'm trying to say? Five wins in a sixty game season uh, is like okay. holy shit. That's a lot of fucking wins. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve Ciszek, the next goat. So so okay. Can we just talk about the bullpen really quick? And how we got Aaron Bummer, Jimmy Biceps. About how we have Steve Ciszek. About how we have Tyler Johnson, baby. If he makes, he's on the extended roster, but he's not on the MLB roster. Yo, we'll he's see. gonna fucking. We will see. Pump gas I'm, like I said, guys. I'm very excited. Um, the guy can flat out pitch if you look at his statistics. Um, he's a future White Sox, like future White Sox player. Yes, he I is. see it. It's gonna happen. Um, That's gonna happen. When it comes to the bullpen, there's just. Once again, a lot of question marks. Um, a lot of guys that uh, there's not a ton of depth. I Carson Fulmer, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But Even though I have faith, I still have faith. You're thinking 60 game season though, and you have a fucking massive starting rotation, and you're telling yourself, how many guys realistically do I need performing out the bullpen? Because if you say Bummer's going to perform, because I think he will. Yeah. If you're going to say Cordero's going to perform, and I think he will. If you're saying C-Sheck's going to perform, and I think he will. And you're going to say one more guy. Like, you really... Who else? Your you guy. Need, you need one Your more guy. guy. <laughs> Are you trying to say 
that uh, fucking Reynaldo Lopez is going to be my guy? No, I'm talking about the guy who you think is the best closer in Major League Baseball. Colome is going to just shut the fucking door every night, and you're going to be <laughs> sitting here saying, oh, he's got a, he's got a high fucking Babbitt, but or like, so whatever, a batting average against or whatever. Dude, it doesn't matter. Outs is outs, F-I-P. baby. FIP. FIP. I don't give a shit what the statistic is. But then, I mean. It's all fun and games when some of those hard hit liners that, you know, go to the outfield fall as base hits. You know? No. That's all I'm going to say. No. Because outs is outs, baby. I mean. Outs is no, outs. More importantly. More Tommy importantly. Bakken, outs is outs. Saves, and gentlemen. saves is saves. That's more important. What was it? A million? Like 50 saves last year? Just Ridiculous. remember. Ridiculous. Uh, 30. Um. <laughs> Just remember, <laughs> the best pitchers, even from the era that we grew up in and from the eras before, were pretty high strikeout guys. And speaking of uh, pitchers who were good from the era we grew up in, we have Kelvin Herrera as well. <laughs> so we're set. <gasps> Washed up, mother. <laughs> My God. I, okay, I, I've enjoyed this last segment that we just tacked on, the bullpen segment, because I think – I think that'll be an exciting piece of whatever. And you know what? I I will there is a caveat we need to add here with in the midst of us recording this. Mm-hmm. MILB canceled their season. We already like, mentioned that. I know, but like we just need to add that caveat cuz like we're talking about a 60 game season that's it's not set in stone people. So That's true. That's true. Uh, we have we still have a lot of question marks that are up in the air, and we're hoping that some baseball happens. Yes. We're still in the hope that some baseball happens. And, you know, my my genuine dream, like, I, when I close my eyes at night and think about baseball, I think about, you know. Is this know, what actually you close your eyes and think about at night? Uh, often. So wow. <laughs> you, you, you're, like, thinking about baseball possibly coming to Chicago. And, yes, you're not going to be allowed in the stadium, but – I don't know. Are they going to close the lots? That's all I have to say about that. That's something that Kayla and I talked about actually the other night. And and she was like, we have to like go tailgate and lot B. And I was like, yeah, like honestly, if we're allowed to. You know, if we're allowed to, I'm going to fucking be there. You know, my ass is 100% going to be there. And later than lit. We're going to try our best to social distance. I've got a tailgate grill. You fuck! I did not know that. Oh yeah, I got a tailgate grill from Pops. So uh, I'm gonna repeat though: we're gonna try our best to social distance in that environment. But hey, it's open air. I'm giving all you fuckers hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're that's you're the asshole. Lori Lori Lightfoot's gonna come after me. She's yeah. gonna cancel me. She she can't. You're in fucking Elmwood Forest. Elmwood Forest, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by the village of Elmwood Forest. <laughs> okay, but I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I dream of baseball, and all I know is I I I would love to see White Sox Twitter out at Wapi. Yeah, for sure. I and you know you got, you everybody. won't have Farmio's harmonious tones. May he rest in peace. But you're gonna have I don't know what what's the other guy. Not I know DJ's out there, but what, who's the, the... Oh, Andy Mazer. There you go. Mazer calling games, and you have that on the radio. We're going we gonna to fucking, like, scream our ass off with every Eloy 
Edwin Mazzara bomb that we that we hear. It's true. So, Speaking of which, uh, you saying Mazzara bombs makes me remember that we have <laughs> only because uh, I feel like we're gonna we hear them in and the we have and we have, we have a project to finish at some point that hopefully we'll be able to drop by seasons. Oh, start. <laughs> Somebody asked about this actually, and oh, I told man. them they they asked me to weigh down some. We're probably gonna have some to... sick verses, and I said, "Oh, I've already got a project that's supposed to be coming out." So we we probably have to re-record or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, final thoughts, Tom. I ain't got shit except Sea Shack is is the truth, as along with Jimmy Biceps. I've 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 said his name with Tommy. A loves times. all the players that just haven't haven't quite panned out or Rodon is my ace baby never forget that Tommy's ace is Carlos Rodon and even though the rebuild is over and our contention window is open I so you got me hyped this podcast it's yes. not my fault I'm the I'm the optimistic one today but I will like bear in mind people Two things with this exciting podcast that we're so happy about all the prospects and uh, the prospects of a good season is what I meant because I don't think these guys are prospects anymore. They're big league players. Most of them. Uh, keep two things in mind. There may not be a season. Yep. And the Twins are still good. True. That's all I got to say. You know, it, it's just it's it's. The contention window and the Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers finished one, two, and three in their division last year. Yep. So, on that note, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's depress everybody right before we sign off. <laughs> what we gotta say something nice. What 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 are we gonna say? We love you all. Uh, <laughs> shout outs, special shout outs to. Dan Victor. Oh my god. For yes. being the ultimate interview hookup because mm-hmm. we're going to have interviews next week. Oh yeah. Uh, as long as everything There's goes to plan. There's a tease for you. There's a tease. There's a little bit of tease. Um shout out to Andrew Perez for coming on last week. Oh yeah. Shout out to Austin Zick for just being the man. Yeah, that's fair. Being yeah, yeah. the absolute G of White Sox Twitter. Yeah. And Tom, final thoughts. Oh, my final thoughts? Oh jeez, you you threw me Oh, yeah. I was not ready. Um, final thoughts. Uh, fucking let's go. I mean, we're, we're thinking about a 60-game season. Let's fucking go. Okay. Rebuild the bust. And in how do we trust. Have a good one, everybody. Luis R- 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 R-